Opa Gundam style? We are back with more Wow Cool Robot Podcasts with the finale of Build Fighters for, well, the last four episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am Yuria. I go by she, her. Uh, I'm Dan. I go by uh, he, him, and they, them. And I am Max, and I use he, him pronouns, and they should have called it uh, Gundam Built Fighters, because we finished it past tense. Oh! Yeah. We did it. We finished a show. It feels weird to say we finished a Gundam show with only, like, the normal season amount of 25 episodes instead of Gundam's usual roughly yeah. 50. Not to mention that there's, all, there's like, Try, which on Crunchyroll is in the same feed. Right. Uh, it's It's because... It's yeah. I, Try is like explicitly a sequel series. Uh, I yeah. guess same with Divers and then Divers Rerise. I'm mm. treating them as separate shows for the purpose of the podcast, just to be able to get you know more hosts on. Because mm. it was like when I started the show, you know, I had about like five or six people come and ask to uh, you know what Gundam series they wanted the best. And then it's just like after a while, everyone was like, I I, I got I got people banging down my door asking to be on the Gundam podcast. <laughs> So it's nice yeah. to split things up, get get some new perspectives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like JoJo uh, Part 1 and 2 in the anime series, where they treat Part 1 and 2 as the uh, same right. season. Mm-hmm. And then it, it makes it so much harder when you want to buy the um, like the hardcover mangas, because it's like, oh, you mean it's literally three volumes to finish Phantom Blood? How many are in Diamond Isn't Breakable? Oh, <coughs> all right, see ya! <laughs> On the other hand, it made it easy to buy the DVD when the dub came out because, like, oh, it, it's just part one and two already. Yeah, okay. it's simple, simple as easy peasy. Uh, we finished the series of build today. Uh, we're, this is we'll, we'll certainly discuss how we like this show, um, but for our uh, finale episode in two weeks is when we're really gonna hit like all the discussion. But I think it's uh, safe to say that I think we all liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it went on such a fun note too. Yeah. It, I was almost, I, I, I noticed in the comments, a lot of people were disappointed with, like, the final battle between Kawaguchi and the boys. But then, like, I feel like the true final battle afterwards kind of redeemed that a little bit. We'll get to that when we get to that. Um, but seeing as we have four episodes to talk about today, I say we dive right in. Dan, I believe you have the first one. Yep. Uh, episode 22. Meijin versus Meijin. Kawaguchi and Alan think about how Stay and Reiji somehow managed to make it to the finals, and how Kawaguchi will have to face off against them in the final match. They think back to the second Meijin, who believed in victory above all else, and how ultimately he was kind of a bad influence during their time in the Gunpla Academy. Uh, before going into the final match, however, Kawaguchi will have to face off against Sir Ayers Mackenzie, who is representing the UK. Uh, meanwhile, Mackenzie meets up with Mr. Rawl and promptly has a heart attack. Uh, the next morning, Rinko and China meet Say in his hotel room to give him a supply of homemade bento. But then, Isla emerges from the bathroom clad only in a towel. Chaos erupts in the room for obvious reasons. After things settle down, Isla, Say, and Reiji explain the situation, and Isla leaves with the other two female characters in the show to stay with them at the end. Uh, shortly after, Niels Nielsen arrives in the hotel room uh, to borrow the gem on Reiji's bracelet, which he believes can help him solve the mystery of Flavsky particles. A young man rushes into a hospital room, 
It's Mackenzie's grandson, Julian. John tells Julian that he is dying and begs him to take his place in the penultimate match and gives him a box. Julian agrees and leaves. Later, he opens the box to find an old and well-used gunpla. We then find out that uh, uh, John, uh, the grandpa, was totally faking it because, one, he knew he would lose, and two, Julian is probably the only person that could possibly win against the Meijin Kawaguchi. While at the end, Isla tells Rinko and China her backstory and the two are moved to tears. Rinko agrees to let Isla stay with her after the uh, tournament is over. Mao faces off against Julian for some fun sparring, but uh, we find out that uh, he was completely decimated and has is now in shambles about it. Kawaguchi finds out he's facing off against Mackenzie and is deeply concerned about this as we get Julian's backstory. Like Alan and Yuki, he attended the Gunpla Academy, was going to become the next Meijin, but he suddenly quit, leaving the title to Yuki. Uh, as Yuki reminisces, he takes his glasses off and thinks of the real reason. Julian had left because he had become afraid that following in the footsteps of the second Meijin would lead to a life where all he could do was focus on being the single best Gunpla fighter and not have room to actually enjoy Gunpla as a hobby. The next day, the two face off in the championship. Yuki is in the amazing Exia, and Julian is in the F-91 Imagine. It is a fierce battle, and we learn Julian's trick. He can do the after-image technique with his gunpla, uh, creating two additional uh, F-91's Imagines for the enemy to face off against. The two exchange heated words over what it means to become Meijin, the sort of person Yuki will become, and what his determination is. Yuki then activates his own special trick, Transam, a sort of power-up mode where he becomes three times as powerful, but doing so leaves him in a weakened state. Afterwards, uh, ultimately, Yuki is able to win, and Sei and Reiji, now knowing his trick, have a strategy for the final battle. Julian decides that he will come out of retirement, if at least for hobby-based reasons. In the post-credits, Niels discovers that the gem Reiji wears is actually a Plavsky particle crystal. Mm-hmm. Mysterious. Hey, this fight was fucking insane. This is a Dragon Ball fight. <laughs> yeah, this is some DVZ shit. I loved it. Yeah. It's... I, I really like that the, the, the techniques of both of their Gundpla come from, like, the series that those Gundams are from. And it's just, like, it both kind of do after images. It's very mm-hmm. silly. I still couldn't yeah. find I can like I can see the amazing Exia and I can understand how this was derived from the Exia. I don't know how the F91 Imagine is any different than the F91 aside from part of its red. Mm. Like they they talk about that backjet stream as if it's a unique thing, but I'm pretty sure that's just like that's just what the F91 does, I think. I mean, I guess it's paint and not like the metal it's made of, but it's the same principle. I also I expect there to be a bit of a combination with the sword impulse because of those colors, but right, yeah, you, like I I I I probably won't even bother including on the tier list because, like, as far as I can tell, it's F91, what got turned red. Uh, so th- this one, um, we we get a little bit of, like, um, what's the word? Lore starting out of where Kawaguchi came from, how this, like, this Gundam Academy, um, sorry, Gunpla Academy thing where you got to be really damn good to get into it. And I guess it kind of seems to be, like, 
people enter it in hopes of becoming the next mage and you get like the kind of training you can't get anywhere else in the world. Um, mm -hmm. And he kind of talks to Alan about the second mage and how he had a different philosophy. He was just kind of an asshole. And the only thing that mattered to him was victory at any cost, which very much is, you know, is very different from how Yuki likes to operate already. So we don't really, it's like, we haven't heard anything about the previous mages until now. And it's just like, Oh yeah, the second mage and he kind of fucking sucked. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. be him. <laughs> um, and he mentions to Alan that his next opponent is going to be Sir John Ayers Mackenzie, who is 78 years old and is old enough to have fought the second mage in. Um, and he's just he's just an old man. I don't think he's based on any other Gundam character. I, I looked it up as trivia on the wiki, and he's just it seems to be just a guy. Um, but he has a friend of Mr. Rawls, so... Yeah. To be fair, though, I think literally everyone in this world is a friend of Mr. Rawls. <laughs> they true. all know him under, like, different military... Um, like titles, mm -hmm. I think he calls him Commodore Raoul. Oh yeah, which is like I don't think I'm pretty sure that wasn't his rank in the original show. So I don't know what Raoul's gotten up to, but he's. Oh, I I thought it was the other way around. Raoul was calling him Commodore. Oh, oh no, you're right. Yeah, because when he oh, when he has his quote unquote heart attack, he's Commodore. Oh, that's right. Because yeah, he's mm -hmm. Mr. Raoul's a lieutenant. That's right, Lieutenant Raoul. Um, we get the OP. We see China and Rinko. They, they bring the boys a, a bento box and say kind of looks around awkwardly when they stand in his door because fucking Isla walks out in a towel and <laughs> China, China's glasses do the Gendo Akari thing and Rinko gets very, very mad that there's a girl in his room and Reiji's asleep the whole time because I do like that she's he's not involved. She's already started eating the bentos. Yeah, I mean, hey, <laughs> hungry, you know? Mm -hmm. If, if my mom showed up and gave me a bento box, I'd be like, thank you, mama. I'm going to eat this right now. Delicious. Uh, and Isla just mentions like, oh, uh, well, I don't have anywhere to stay. What with the whole, <laughs> I had to choose between gunpla or like getting kicked out on the street. Um, and she's like, well, Reiji said I could stay at your place. So I'm going to do that now, I guess, even though it's your decision and not Reiji's, but you know what? <laughs> he said, I'm going to do it. So Reiji does mention that, um, I, or at one point I was like, all right, well then I can go live with you, Reiji. Uh, and say kind of mentions that Reiji's from another world. And Reiji's like, oh, yeah, I'm the crown prince of planet Arion. And everyone just kind of, like, laughs it off. And Reiji's like, why are you laughing? <laughs> That's a true fact about me. Don't you understand? Mm -hmm. We don't take kind to royalty around here, Reiji. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the they don't They don't care that he's an alien from a different planet. They care that he's royalty. Fuck this guy. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's very cringe of him. Mm -hmm. Very, very rude. Uh, Nils shows up. Uh, and he's asking what that light in that last battle was. And Reiji's like, oh, it's my uh, it's my Pokemon Megastone. Do you want to borrow it for a while? And he does. He, he gives a little rock to Nils. Uh, and Nils' hypothesis is that it has something to do with Plasky Particles. So he's going to be doing research on this. Um, and we cut to uh, the hospital where Mackenzie is with Rawl. And Julian shows up. And he's just... he Julian's a very nice young man. Long blonde here. He looks mm -hmm. like... Uh, what's his name? Cavendish from One Piece. Or, like, Howl from His Moving Castle. Right. Howl and His uh, Moving Castle, that's what it's called. That, <laughs> Howl's house, what moves? Um, Mackenzie's grandfather is like, or I'm sorry, I guess, I'll call the grandfather John, and the kid is Julian. John is like, he's on his deathbed, he he can't fight, he needs Julian to fight for him. Uh, and Julian's like, I don't even have a gunpla to use, and John hands him just, like, a, sh a, a shoebox. Mm-hmm. Like, he hands him, like, a fucking a, a, a Crocs shoebox, and it's like, here, the ultimate weapon lies inside. 
Yeah. Uh, and he's right, because it's got the F-91 Imagine. Yeah, it. he's, like, very shocked to see what this is. Um, but he just kind of go, you know, he's going with it, because it's his grandfather's dying request, and he walks out of the room, and Rambo Rall is like, are you sure it's okay to lie to your grandson like this? <laughs> yeah, John's fine. Yeah, he's just, like, reading a fucking uh, model magazine. Chuckling uh, to himself. Listen... There's he is absolutely going to get creamed by uh, the Meijin Kawaguchi. And- oh yeah, it's so like because John had fought against him at one point, but he's like, I can't fight that kid. I'll get my ass beat. Only Julian could stand a chance against him. Um, so this is this face. Yeah, this is the long con. He just pretended to collapse, and I guess got rallying on it. Um, we also cut interesting to-, to note the. Because I was looking up the F-91 Gunpla, uh, it mm-hmm. came out in 2013, so it's actually pretty fresh to have a custom-made Ooh. version. You know, that Master Grade is one of the better ones out there. I have heard so many good things about the it's, it's horrendously small. Like, when I clipped out the V-fins, I had to, like, set them aside in a, in a special place where they couldn't get knocked around because they're, it's, they're minuscule. Uh, mm-hmm. Fun kit, though. But um, I mean, I built the... the, the Gundam Wing Masturbates are also small, so... Yeah, they're little. Yeah, F-91 is little. Um, so but anyway, we, he's tiny. Uh, we cut to the girls at the inn, and both Rinko and Chino are, like, crying over Isla's life story, and Rinko's like, oh, of course you can stay with us until you find a place to live. Uh, plus, if you live with us, you can hang out with Reiji more. So she's yeah. just trying to play matchmaker with all of these kids. Mm-hmm. Listen. Right, okay, okay, mom. Listen, she's basically adopted Reiji, so... That's That's, more yeah, honestly, he's he's Say's older brother at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julian is like examining the F ninety one, and Mao comes up and is like, "Hey, you're in the next match. You want to spar with me?" Uh, and he kind of like gives the F ninety one a look over, and he's like, "Hey, this is old and shitty, and the joints are all worn out." Um, and then like we don't see their battle, but we do see Nils walking down the hall examining the mega stone that Reiji gave him, uh, mm-hmm. and he opens the door to like the arena where Mao and Julian fought, and. Mao's uh, Gundam is like just disassembled in like a billion pieces on the table, and now it's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> There's that traditional Gundam trauma. Yeah, it's it's it, the funny thing is, I don't think it was like destroyed. Destroyed. It looked more like you just kind of popped the pieces out of each other. Uh, but I mean, maybe it was because he does. This is the last time we ever see the uh, X Mao. But um, he just says that gun plays a monster. So whatever it is. It's impressive, which kind of, you know, is interesting when you actually see what it does and it's not anything special. But anyway. Mal is just not uh, having a good time lately. Yeah, that's, you know, <laughs> he has a lot in his mind with Misaki. Mm-hmm. He could have fought better. Uh, we see Alan and Kawaguchi. They've gotten their Exia to 80% completion, uh, but it should be good enough. And they get the news that Julian McKenzie will be their next opponent. And Kawaguchi's like, ah, I think we're fucked, Alan. <laughs> I don't know if we can win this one. <laughs> Just, like, amazing to see Kawaguchi just, like, immediately lose confidence and be like, I don't know about this one, Chief. Mm-hmm. Uh, he mentions having lost... He fought him seven times and lost all of them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it, it, like... He's... This guy's good, because they, they went to uh, Gunpla Academy together. Um, and we get a little flashback from Kawaguchi's perspective of Julian leaving and asking Julian, why are you leaving? And Julian basically explains he doesn't like how cutthroat the old Majin is, and he doesn't want his gunpla career to be like that. He wants to protect his affection for the hobby. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and I guess Julian wants to defeat Kawaguchi because he just... I, I guess he wants Kawaguchi to prove to him that he's not 
going down the same route as the second Majin. So it's a good enough reason, even though this is a character we literally haven't heard about until just now. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll buy into it. I'll suspend my disbelief. Again, it's a series half as long as usual Gundam, so... Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. We, we, <laughs> we don't need the 50-episode Julian cut. <laughs> um, uh, although... Although... <laughs> Yeah, give me the Julian. <laughs> want the Julian mm-hmm. spinoff of this, mm-hmm. where he just you know what? No, what it is? It's it's twenty six episodes, and each episode is him using an F ninety with one of the A to Z packs, and then in the end he's like, <coughs> "All right, I'm gonna do the V pack," and then he makes the F ninety one. Imagine. <laughs> um. So we 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 cut to the battlefield. It's in the arena. Everyone's cheering. Julian and uh, Kawaguchi are like fucking staring daggers at each other. Uh, the field is the desert at night. Uh, and Kawaguchi sets his amazing Exia. Julian sets his Gundam F ninety one Imagine, mm-hmm. and they they immediately trade blows, and then they start standing still. And says like, "Wow, they're just standing still." And Reiji's like, "No, they, they're trading countless blows in their minds. Uh, <laughs> they're fighting like INTJs. Uh huh. <laughs> they're fighting with the power of the mind. Uh, like, <laughs> I, that's what also happened with Mao and Reiji." Oh my beginning. god, that's right, I forgot. I completely forgot. It's just, yeah, <laughs> Julian's like, hmm, a little more sodium chloride next round. <laughs> they're, they're just, they're just, oh, it's this rules. Um, it, also remind, it also reminded me of the first, like, time uh, Dragon Ball used one of those, moving too fast for the naked eye. And right, it yeah, a joke. exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's such a Dragon Ball fight. I mean, honestly... Trans am mode is kind of just Kaioken a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the Kaioken. Uh, it's just, it's like, because they, they explain, oh, it's a three times boost, which is a reference to Char Astable from Gundam 0079. Um, but it, but you're like really weak and vulnerable afterwards. It's just the Kaioken times three, yeah. specifically. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. You can get Goku Gunpla now, so I guess that makes sense. Uh huh. <laughs> um, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> imagining a Gunpla battle, but. Uh, one of them's got, like, fucking zero from Mega Man, and the other's got, like, a Gardevoir. Yeah, like, a, a Digimon. Mm-hmm. Go, rise Greymon! What? Uh, so Julian does the F91 thing where it, it gets real hot, and as it moves, it creates afterimages with mass. Uh, in this case, it's literally shedding layers of paint, which is really, really a cute touch to gunplify what the F91 does. Um, he calls <laughs> oh, okay. it the back like jet that. stream. It's a cute little explanation for after images. Yeah, the paint uh, comes off. The paint comes off. <laughs> I, I want, I want like stickers that like can fly off to be decoys or something. Uh, and Kawaguchi, he's telling telling Julian that he's never going to become a mage like the second, and he he temporarily resigns just for this battle so he can defeat Julian as Tatsuya Yuki to prove that he's like worthy of the mage title, which is just very. It's it's completely meaningless, but like it's a very cute gesture of I'll mm-hmm. defeat you with my own power. Um, and he makes the amazing Exia go Trans Am mode, where it gets goes all pink and red and gets after images too. And like it's just again, this is literally just a Dragon Ball Z fight. They're just flying around mm-hmm. like instant transmissioning behind each other, like trading blows. It's it rules. It's very pretty. Yeah, like I have a bit of a problem with series going. Oh, this guy beat me so many times before. To show how outclassed I might be, and then like they actually show it here that this guy actually is that good. It's a such yeah. a good fight. It's it's so good, and like um, y- Yuki, he he shows Julian his determination. He he ends up he wins just by like cutting 
Julian down the middle, like, diagonally in a very cool way after, like, we get, like, three rounds of nothing personnel kid teleports behind you, where mm-hmm. they both keep turning around to see the other behind them until <laughs> Yuki finally uh, gets a hit on him. And um, as Julian's, like, exploding, cutting apart, he thinks, this isn't the fighting style of second Majin. Uh, and he realized, oh, he's going to become a Majin to turn Gunpla Battle into what it should be. And everyone, yeah. everyone is, like cheering and hooting and hollering and saying rager you're like uh-huh we're gonna have to fight this guy next Uh uh-oh uh (laughs) but but it's still good and julian like walks up to tatsia and he he fully accepts him as a third mage and they do the predator handshake uh and kawaguchi's like hey you gonna return to gunpla now and julian's like well i thought it would just be a one-time thing but i just can't stay away from (laughs) obliterating (laughs) these funny little plastic models who wouldn't who wouldn't honestly um and and we see Mackenzie like crying, clapping for his grandson. Uh, say exposes to Reiji what Trans Am is, and he's like, "Oh, we can counter with real the the really good system and win. Don't worry about it." And after the credits, we get this one final scene of Nils, who finishes his research and determines that yes, Reiji's Mega Stone is indeed made of Plowski particles. And that's the episode. Yeah. Very yeah. one of the best fights in the show, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I would. I'll, yeah. Like, all of these fights are really good, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah. This one was just, it, it almost like, because if you don't have Saiyan Reggie in the spotlight, you expect maybe something a little less. No, they just go all out. I You, you know what I think it is? I think the reason they might have gone so crazy in that fight is because they wanted Saiyan Reggie's fight with Kaguchi to be a little more, like, shonen moments, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And they didn't yeah. want to necessarily have them just, like, beat the absolute tar out of each other. So I think them doing this was their way of like, all right, yeah, here's your one-on-one insane gunpla fight at the very end of the series. And I think that's fine because you just get to see two very cool, you know, systems working against each other. I liked it. Uh, and that episode is cool and all, but I, what I really want, gang, I want an episode that's just 20 minutes of fan service. Uh, yeah. yeah. So well, if you please, for Yuri. You. <laughs> what if every gunpla... What if every Gundam character uh, of uh, secondary or side or minor importance was here? Mm-hmm. What if everyone hung out in heaven together? Well, this is what this episode's about. Yep, episode 23. Appropriately titled, Gunpla Eve. It's Gunpla Eve, the week before the finals between Tetsuya, a.k.a. the third Majin, and Saiyan Reggie, and the festivities are going strong. There are many, many Gundam attractions being shown, including the famous real-life 1-1 RX-78 statue, and they just so happen to also have a 1-1 of Charles Zaku, too, next to it as well. Throughout the festival, we see many, many cameos of various characters throughout the entire series of Gundam, many of which you uh, tend to have also tragic fates, unfortunately, but they're just having a good time here. During this, Takeshi sees a broadcast and sees Rinko's face, and he realizes that the reason the store was closed is because she is there with, with Stay. So he makes a desperate attempt to hitch a ride over there. While Reggie is enjoying the free food courtesy of their con- uh, contest standings, Chairman Mishida is just losing his mind that Reggie is possibly going to win. He's going to have to incorporate him into like various commercials and such, and possibly find out that they're from the same world. Baker assures him that they're gonna lose still, and we cut as Nine Bart is brought in. 
Meanwhile, a mini tournament is also happening with the prize of a year's worth of Gundla being announced by Reign of G Gundam. And we see many previous contestants also in the match, such as Suzumu with his improved Gian, the Gian Vulcan. Fellini is back with the new Fenice Renacita. And even Kirara is piloting a Guerrera Tetra. Meanwhile, Niels is tracking down the Plavsky particles, and Caroline once again manages to outshine him as a ninja. However, she assists him by having her butler follow one of their leaving trucks. Saying Reggie talked to Tatsuya, who is now sunglasses-less, and reveals that his new path of nation was actually inspired by the one who got him into Gunpla, Say's dad. Bringing up also the motto of Gunpla, Gunpla is freedom. Yeah. Then, same Reggie decided to have an unofficial match with Reggie piling the beginning Gundam and Say using the built Gundam Mark II. Say shocks the crowd because he is actually piling very well thanks to being his time with Reggie on the battlefield. The scene cuts away so we don't know who actually won that, and we just montage through various characters enjoying themselves. And we finally see Takeshi making it embracing Ringo and Say. The episode ends with Niels and Caroline at the drop point and find themselves directly underneath the tournament stage and discover a massive plasky particle crystal before Baker confronts them. They found Heidelin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're going to... They've met the big crystal. It's telling the plasky particles to think, feel, and breathe. Think, uh, feel, build, fight. <laughs> Make sure to panel... Line. <laughs> yeah, I look, I love JRPG so much, so I can't help but enjoy it when I see a big crystal in a room. It makes everything so much more interesting, and Eidolon's here. We did it. We found the perfect way to fuse Gundam and Final Fantasy, and it's this. Yeah. God, it's, it's, it's deeply silly, but before all that happens... Uh, we see Kawaguchi visits the second mage in the hospital. We never see the guy. We just, like, know he's not doing well. And Kawaguchi just says, hey, um, I'm becoming a mage in not because of I like victory so much, but I just want to spread the fun of Gunpla. It's like, all right, that, that was what the whole last episode is about, but thank you for reminding me, Sunrise. <laughs> um, and then we get this just... Beautiful montage as Kirara introduces Gunpla Eve, this big festival before the finals of just, it. it it's like, how do I even describe it? It feels like if you turned like Gundam into a minigame collection on the PS2 and all the uh -huh. NPCs were just characters from other shows. That's what it almost feels like because mm -hmm. we see basically the main group of characters from just about every Gundam series up until this point. It's really fun just seeing all the one, all of them. Like I don't recognize all of them, but I do recognize the ones from the stuff I have seen, and it's it's right. extremely amusing to see. <laughs> also, because a lot of them are in just different art styles. Yeah, right. <laughs> like you, you get to see fucking four Murasame and Rosamiya Badam from Zeta hanging out, and they're just like you know in in mid twenty tens normal anime art style instead of like the eighties and. You see Haman with uh, a little baby Mineva, like, it's, 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 it's a very cute, this is a montage of, like, all, a ton of the characters. I've noticed, I don't think I saw Amaro, or even um, Kamu or Judo. Is, 
Amaro, uh, I I didn't see it at first, but someone did point out that Amaro is at the Gundam One One statue. No, and it's Lando Bell. Oh, okay. All right. I w- yeah, I would have been looking more for Amaro from 0079 because we get Char and Lala too. But yeah. It's it's so cool. Like they relocated the one to one Gundam from Odaiba to here, and they built a one to one Shar Zaku two commander. Which honestly, I'm kind of surprised they haven't built one of those in real life. Because I feel like the Zaku is just as recognizable and iconic as the Grandpa Gundam is. I guess it's harder because it's a lot like more curved and rounded than the Gundam is. I want it though. I want to. I want to light up Heat Hawk on that thing. Oh, that would be so good. That would be great. Uh, we of, see these... Hmm? One of the few times that the Heat Hawk is actually, like, just yeah. go through the effort of lighting it up, because so many of the kits don't have the edge. Oh, I know. Like, I I try and paint it, and I feel like every time I've ever built anything that has a heat weapon, I've never been able to get a shade that I like. It just kind of is like, oh yeah, here's a gold-plated axe. <laughs> I fucked up the coloring. <laughs> the only time I've seen, like... The cross silhouette Zaku has a heat hawk that comes with a translucent edge, and I don't know why not even the revived Zaku 2 has doesn't like it doesn't have it. Right? Because like this revive is a stellar kit. Like it would be perfect if it just had that one little thing for the heat hawk. Alas. Uh, Alas. we see we see there's like gunpla building classrooms. Uh you can battle, and Kirar makes a point of you can battle against previous contestants, and we see like Somer, the guy from Germany who kept on trying to beat Fellini, like every time we see him, he's getting beaten <laughs> by a different suit in a different suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, poor Yamcha. He <laughs> honestly, yeah. Uh, this is when Takeshi sees Rinko on the TV, and, and he's like, "Oh, duh, she's of course at the festival for the Gunpla Championship that my son is at. Why didn't I think of that first? <laughs> so he has to go there. Um, oh, because uh, and the char lookalike yes. says, "Because you're a spoiled brat." I'm pretty sure yeah. that's Shuichi Ikeda saying it. Like, it is Char, who's who's like, why didn't I realize she was there? And yeah, it, it's Shuichi Ikeda saying, you're a spoiled brat. Specifically, Char, in the, the sick white outfit he wears after he goes and hangs out at the bar when he kills Garma. It's so funny. I'm so glad it's that specific Char. And Lala's there, he too. He did call him a spoiled brat when he, when he saw his funeral. Uh-huh. I mean, he probably, I feel like they wanted to make him say, blame it on the circumstances of your birth, but that would have been a little too, like, you know... On the nose of fan servicey, yeah. It's still it's funny. Uh, Summer gets defeated again in the background as like uh, Rinko and China and Isla walk, and Rinko is like reminiscing on how cool Takeshi used to be. Uh, as we mm-hmm. see him like try and hitchhike his way towards the uh, Gundam Championship. Mm-hmm. What a cool guy! He just has to use, he just has to bribe a driver with a fancy kit. Yeah, just like Mao did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'll build, I'll, I'll build you a green F91 if you take me there. I'll build you a real great Zaku. Do you know how much of a pain in the ass it is? <laughs> and I won't spill a single uh, head tube. <laughs> Impossible. Uh, Baker is talking to Mashita about how good profits are from his gunpla boom, uh, and he's like, oh, all my money is great. And then he remembers that Rage is in the finals. And he's like, we can't allow this to happen. I can't I can't do merchandising with that guy. I'm not going to put him on a box of Gundam Wheaties. We got to take him out now. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Baker, and I really like how Baker's like, oh, I have something planned. And then uh, Masha's just like, you say that all the time and it never works out. And then we get like about five seconds where she's just like standing in complete silence facing away from him after he says that. It's, like, very, very good comedic timing, which is, like, 
uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying shit, chief. <laughs> but uh, the person she's bringing in just in case to help is Nine Barthus, uh, who is Isla's handler. So I guess he's still very much bent on like being g- getting evil sponsorship money. Still, I mean, I guess if he lost Isla, he needs someone new to work with. But after getting curb stomped by Isla, he's looking for new prospects. Yeah, someone who maybe won't be able to curb stomp him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we see Reiji and Sei who are exploring the festival. Uh, Mao is still sad about Misaki because she left to go back to the inn, uh, and his gunpla is in a pri- billion pieces. But this is when Chinon shows up, his master, who yells at him for being captured by negative thoughts and like drags him off so he can uh, <laughs> meditate on the innermost mystery of gunpla Shingyo. And then we get, like, a really fucking weird bit of whiplash where we go from that to fucking Rei Mikamura in her, uh, in, in like, the, the weird latex suit. Uh, you All I'll say is you can tell whoever animated it really wanted to get the details right, and it startled yeah. me a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so what you're trying to say is her boobs jiggled. Her boobs jiggle quite a lot, and I was like, oh, all right, we're doing this now, great. Mm-hmm. Tremendous. I mean, look, the most central part of G Gundam was probably whenever Domon would get suited up. Right, right. He, you know, getting that latex outfit. Yeah, you see it snap on his ass and everything. So it's whatever. I guess we're getting back to the sex appeal of G Gundam. Whatever. Uh, it's just very exciting seeing Rings. I love G. And we see Gonda from school, who has upgraded his gold sumo to a gold turn X, which mm-hmm. seems a little bit excessive fighting a Gyan, but what do I know? <laughs> Yeah, is also the Gyan just has two shields. Yet two, uh, it's awesome. It's the Gyan Vulcan. Double the firepower, double the defense. This was during a time when paladins were still in like World of Warcraft, still wanting let us dual wield shields. Then here comes the Gyan. I love in in the new Bravely Default. You can do that. You can dual wield shields on characters, and it's very very funny because mm-hmm. it's just your melee is p- punch with a big plank of wood or metal on your fist. It's great. Yeah, still uh, a hunk of metal. It's gonna hurt. Exactly. Gonda loses despite being in a suit that is light years ahead of the Gion technologically. Uh, but he sees the boys walk by and wishes them luck in the finals. And Sasaki doesn't because he's like, "Oh, I'm just here to uh, observe my opponents for the next year's battle." And they think he's very lame for that. As, yeah, this this is when a new gunpla enters the field, and it is uh, Ricardo Fellini in his upgraded Gundam Fenice Rinascita. I don't know how to say it. It's just the upgrade of the Fenice, and I think it kind of looks worse because it's not asymmetrical anymore. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the shoulder cape, and that was one of the coolest things about it. Yeah, it, it does have a little less personality. I bet he even threw away his little unicycle. There's no way he would have gotten rid of the unicycle. Like, uh, yeah, he just didn't, he didn't need it in space, that's all, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he needs, like, a space unicycle or something. <laughs> The little Jetsons UFO or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he cuts Susumu in half hot dog style. And the boys think he's bullying a, a defenseless little child, even though he's very annoying. Um, and then Chino shows up to hang out with them. We get another uh, cameo, this time of Domon's entire family from G Gundam building Gunpla together. Uh, it's 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 baby Domon and Kyoji and his, his mom and dad. It's very cute. I like mm, what could have been what could have been. I mean, um, we've already confirmed this is the universe where Rumble Rawl doesn't like is just living the life. So yeah, he's he is not married, and also he's alive, 
Right, yeah. It, 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 the, the rules in the Gundam Afterlife are quite different, it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, we we see there's like a, a, a Gunpla class in Yuki, just not as the mage, but as Yuki. He's teaching Isla how to build, even though I'm pretty sure Takeshi already, already did that. But regardless... Yeah. Uh, we see that we see Nils who's spying on some like tanker trucks that are ferrying Plavsky particles around and <laughs> Caroline pops up and their relationship is advanced now because she's saying that she's his fiance now and he's very flustered by this. Um, mm-hmm. I'm surprised that she didn't make like a marriage joke by the end of the series, but whatever, maybe they get married in the sequel series. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he he's just trying to like figure out, you know, where all of these Plavsky particles are going now that he knows that Reiji's little mega stone is also made of Plavsky's. <clears throat> uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, Fellini fights, uh, I forget what this thing was called. It's one of the, it's the heart suit from G Gundam. It's what one of the um, Shuffle Alliance original members use. Uh, he wins and, and Kirara shows up in her Gerbera Tetra and like, Puts him in a hold, and his fucking Gundam blushes when she yeah. does that. He gets femdommed. Uh... He, he gets he gets femdommed. Kai Shiden is here, which I wrote because I love Kai Shiden from 0079. He's there building. Uh, he's building something with uh, fuck. What's her name? Maharu, the girl he met in Northern Ireland. Mm-hmm. God, that was a really good part of Gundam. That that was a good arc. Uh... Yeah, I used to hate Kai, and then those episodes are like, oh, I like Kai. He rules now. And then he got to meet the Pope in Zeta, which is very funny. Yeah. Um, the the boys go and hang out with Yuki, like just on, like on a ledge, looking over the Gunpla Festival, and he's like, "Oh, I'm not the Majin today. The outfit makes my shoulders stiff." <laughs> um, and he finally apologizes to say for like quitting in the qualifiers because you know he had all these Majin responsibilities. Uh, and Reiji's fine with it now because it means they can fight on the ultimate stage. Um, and and then he just talks about. Uh, he just gives a little exposition on the reason he's so into Gunpla was because of Takeshi. Which is a, it's a very cute way to kind of, you know, tie everything together. I guess Say's dad just gets around and teaches everyone how to love Gunpla and moves on to the next main character from a different anime. So, Reiji and Say are going to battle next. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is very, uh, very exciting because they never do. Yeah, yeah, they're battling each other. Uh, like... Uh, Say's got the better gunpla, but Reiji's got more skills. It's it, and yeah, they're like they're they're very evenly matched. They're fighting in space, and Say Say uses more like uh, tricky technique to kind of like get an edge up on Reiji because Reiji's just like straight up better at it than he is. Um, we don't see how it ends because it's just like it, it, the kind of the battle happens, and then we we flash to them working more on the star build. We just get like you know another montage of the festivities and everyone's building things and having fun. Um, Ryle has to, like, protect Rinko from uh, Mao's perverted master. And then Takeshi shows up, and he gets to reunite with his family, finally. Yay. Yay. It's it's not, it's nice. It's like, I'm glad that he, he finally made it. So he gets to hang out with his dad. Good for him. Mr. Ryle is a wife guy. He, and he is he a wife guy. looks out for the other wife guys, so that's why... He yeah. Takeshi. <laughs> it's, 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 the, it's the inter-wife guy respect. Uh, we see really quick... Uh, we don't like get the full introduction of these yet, but we see Isla and Mao's new suits. Isla, it's like based on the Sazabi. It has the same kind of head, but it's this very nice like Arctic gray color scheme. And Mao's suit fucking kicks ass. It's just like you can tell it's crossbone based because it just has a its entire torso is a skull. 
it's so cool. I can't wait to see this in in a couple episodes when we get to see it like in action. It is. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. More look. The crossbones are maybe like some of the coolest Gundams out there. We need more of them. More skulls, please. I'm gonna be able to snip a skull off of a runner. It's very fun. Um, and the very final thing is well before the post credits, I guess, uh, is when Nils and Caroline they, they they track the truck to the factory. They like explore the basement. And they realize, wait a minute, we're underneath the the Gundam Stadium. Uh, and they, as mentioned, they find a Heidelin. They just find a big blue crystal in a tank and. Baker shows up with her goons and, like, turns the lights on. And it's like, ah, oh, you, you've seen our big secret. Now we can't let you leave. I don't know. I, mm, I don't know how incriminating this is. Because, like, the Plavsky particles have to come from somewhere, I guess. And I can understand it being, like, a company secret. But I feel like tying the kids up in a basement and just leaving them with the crystal is not maybe the most uh, sensible course of action for this. Look... They're on short notice. They've only got so much time. They'll cart them over to their special uh, extrajudicial uh, gunpla jail. Right. Uh, yeah, she 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 forgot to print out the fucking like NDAs that they usually have to sign, so she just ties them up instead and goes to where, goes to find where the printer is. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but oh. they get capped. Yeah. I was gonna, I forgot uh, the winner of that contest. By the way. It is Al from Lord in the Pocket being cheered on by Bernie and Christina. That's right, yeah. And oh, he gives him like a little thumbs up when he uh when he wins and shows off his gunplay. It's very cute. I'm glad they're happy. Uh and we get the credits, and in the post-credit scene, it's like it, it, it's kind of like an immediate res of like, this is the finals. And we see uh the boys are kind of like really stiff standing, staring at, very scared because Kawaguchi's there, but the Exia is like gone evil and kabaguchi also has like he he looks like a v- fucking lysander from x and y when he puts the evil glasses on like he's he's like more evil looking he has this very like cool blood red scarf yeah he's it, 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 punished kabaguchi he's got glowing parts you, you gotta be watch out if the villain has glowing parts he glows uh, it glows and and that is that probably was a wild cliffhanger watching it live back in the day uh but guess what? We're doing a podcast, and the show came out 10 years ago, so it's not cliffhangers. And instead, <laughs> we can just move right on to episode 24 of Build Fighters. Dark Matter. As Alan and Kawaguchi finish the amazing Exia, Mashita bursts in saying he needs to win no matter what and has Nine put on a new pair of embody glasses on Yuki, allowing him to be controlled. He turns his amazing Exia into the Exia Dark Matter and forces him to fight as brutally as a second Majin. Say and Reiji can barely stand up against him and are nearly defeated until Isla tells the boys that Kawaguchi is being controlled, so they power back up and use the RG system to shatter both the Dark Matter and the Embody Glasses, freeing Yuki from Mashita's control and becoming world champions in the process! Hooray! But as Mashita freaks out, the giant Arista Crystal overloads and causes Plavsky Particles to run haywire, causing a giant Aboa Ku to appear in the stadium. <laughs> I didn't expect this to happen! Yeah! <laughs> it's like... I know that there is 25 episodes, but 24 ends with them winning the tournament, and then it's like, it's it, 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 it's the true final boss, right? It's like a... Uh, Apocalypse Mod from Season 1 Digimon. Y- you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's like, oh, the guy who you never knew was the villain shows up and is the bigger villain. It's like, oh, this is... this is It's spectacular, but it doesn't really tie in with the story at all, but I guess I'll go with it, because it's playing cool final boss music. Uh, I mean, at least it's like, it's a... Uh, it's fan service, so... 
Oh, yeah, I mean, be, having them all fight together on the same team was very... You, you, like, I'll forgive anything because it was just so cool to see. So the episode starts with Alan showing Yuki the finished Amazing Exia. It has the Trans Am booster. Uh, Kawaguchi loves it. He's like, oh, this kicks ass. This rules. And this is when Mashita walks in with all of his goons and says... Hey, your Gundam's cool and all, but the problem with you, Kawaguchi, is that you have too much fun, and I need you to, like, fight like a mean person. So I'm going to restrain you. I'm going to dunk your uh, Gundam in, like, a vat of evil paint, and I'm going to have my good friend Nine Barthas put on the sicko glasses on you. <laughs> it's very... You hate to see it. And, like, I, I, I again, I was a little disappointed that the final battle is, like, not against Kawaguchi, because this is literally just the same plot point when Reiji fought Isla. Uh, honestly, even less, because Kawaguchi doesn't even have, like, a point in the fight where he, like, snaps out of it and is like, oh, I'm gonna have fun now. No, like, he just wins and then all that happens. But again, that's what the finale is for, I guess. And it kind yeah. of, like, is able to walk back a couple things I didn't really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless, in the kind of the present, um, it's like y- y- Yuki's realizing, oh, the reason that the second Majin was like that was because Mashita, like, pushed him to become a sicko. Uh, it wasn't like the way he is, and I guess that's why he's in the hospital. Because if the if he used the embody system back then, like he would have still been fucked up from it a little bit. So I guess it explains some things. It that's what turned him into a demon, uh, in his words. Hospitalized for gunpla crimes. <laughs> I mean, hospitalized, jailed. Regardless, there's a price to be paid if you do plastic model kit crimes. Uh. And of course, we, we cut back to like how the last episode ended, where they're getting ready to battle. And the final stage is, of course, space. Why wouldn't it be? Uh, Kawaguchi, like, as soon as the Stargold comes out the gate, Kawaguchi just like stomps on it from above, fucking like Mario on a Goomba style. And like, they just get like shoved into the moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they like, they start out with the whole like absorb power uh laser which but... actually works which it hasn't for so long they like everyone's always known to target the shield but kawaguchi's like whatever i'm gonna fire into this thing see what happens mm-hmm. unfortunately he does no sell it by doing the uh uh i've got a sword that's exactly the same kind of laser <laughs> right sword, so, so it's and, fine. and i got really excited at this point because what i thought they were gonna do with kawaguchi is like those glasses controlling him, he was going to be able to use techniques from, like, everyone, like, every other fighter in the tournament. But no, he just also does the thing that Nils can do and, like, cut through beams, and that's, like, the only special technique he does that isn't, like, his own. Mm-hmm. Which is fine, I guess, but again, I was expecting it to be, like, and I know every Gundam power there is. Yeah, if this were, like, a video game, you'd have to, like, learn use all the mechanics you learned up up until this point right yeah it's it's like when you fight uh gideon in elden ring and he knows all of the moves from all the bosses because you you were the one telling him about them but um he he punches Starbuild's head so like one of the cameras is out so it, like the in the entire rest of the battle like the right eye is is uh turned off and he's just like he's just fighting brutally he's not fighting with like grace uh yeah. like kawaguchi usually does and no one in the crowd can kind of understand why he's gone sicko mode like this uh, but we do see the Hydaelyn crystal is, like, blasting yellow. It, it's glowing very brightly, which is what's powering the Embody glasses uh, as he cuts Starbuild's backpack off and cuts it apart. And um, <laughs> this is when this is when Mashita is kind of... He's kicking back in his office. He's really impressed with how much Arista can be used for because Arista is the crystal that he brought over from his world, and that's what creates the particles, allows the gunplay to be controlled... And he's like, oh, it's not just for controlling Gunpla, it's for controlling people. <laughs> and Baker says, uh, 
You could have the entire world with this. You could rule everything. And Mashi's like, I don't want that. I just want to be rich and spend the rest of my life at ease. And you know, don't we all? I like how even, like, during the darkest moment, like, it's not that bad of a... Like, he's doing evil shit, but he's not that evil of a guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, the only retribution he fears is, like, the divine wrath of Reiji if he's found out. But, like, yeah, he's not outright evil. He's just kind of, like, sleazy. But he's sleazing in a way where it's not... I mean, yeah, the, what happens with the Highland Crystal going haywire, that's bad. But there never really are stakes beyond, you know, losing your place in a tournament with him. So as far as villains go, like, he's just kind of... A, he's a he's a sillier one. He's almost like Team Rocket style. Uh, he and he, and he thinks to himself, we finally get his, like, origin... Uh, he was just a petty thief back on Arion, and he ended up going to the uh, the castle's treasure room and stealing the big Arista crystal, and that's what isekai'd him to Earth. Yeah. Yep. We figured it out. Uh, and th- he, I guess years ago, he met Baker, who was cosplaying as Salem Mass uh, from 0079, and they started their company together. I didn't realize that, like, yeah, I, I just I, I just thought Baker was a secretary, you know? I didn't realize she was Sailor. Yeah, no. she has the same exact hair and the, and the little pink outfit. And she's, like, holding a bunch of, like, schematics and stuff. I guess she probably was, like... I mean, she, she's clearly the Gunpla fan, and Masha's just, like, supplying the technology for it. But yeah. you, it really... The show didn't make it seem that Baker was, like, the vice president of the company, basically. Like, I always thought she was just kind of Masha's personal assistant. So it's weird to learn that she, like, founded the company with him. Yep. I don't know. Plot twist. She should be in charge. She has what she's doing. Uh, uh, the fight's continuing. He's, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, uh, the Norted ca- uh, Kawaguchi Nort is like uh, uh-huh. going for the joints, uh, yeah, hitting the weak points, and then suddenly like uh, say uh, Ayla like transforms the uh, uh, field into like a narrow hallway. So yeah. uh, so uh, build uh, build strike gets like c- cornered, uh, and then like uh, Kawaguchi pulls out like dual. Fire and ice. Oh swords. my god, it's so funny. It 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 makes perfect sense because mm-hmm. yeah, y- the one thing you don't want with your kits is the plastic getting stressed, and rapid heat change will do that. But again, it's so funny in this show where it's beam weaponry and sometimes a glowing fist. He pulls out a sword that's on fire and a sword that's made of ice. It is it is so deeply silly. I love it so yeah, much. Yeah, it's it's a very. Making up uh, cool power-ups for your OC uh, types of weapons. Yeah, right. Until you enter the bot and Kato's world, and then they just cancel each other out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he switches between hot mode star build and cold mode star build to absorb the uh, the opposite particles. <laughs> He's just playing Ikaruga. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, and, like, the star build just straight up shuts down from all the damage it's taken as Kabaguchi is, like, getting ready to destroy and he's not going for the kill. Like, he's just straight up punching him apart. And even Baker says Mashita, hey, maybe you should have him finish the fight. And Mashita's like, what's the worst that could happen? I just want to see them get utterly destroyed. Uh, Takeshi in the stands, he gets up and he's like, I'm going to go protest the match, the uh, the unscheduled arena change as an official referee. And Shingo's just like, don't don't meddle in your child's affairs. Well, it's like, all right, Jesus, man, calm down. He's doing his job. <laughs> Let him cook. Um... And and at one point, like Isla, she's like clutching uh, the extra crystal that Reiji gave her, like you know, hoping that everything's okay. And she's able to like pick up a transmission from within the crystal of Mashita 
basically saying that he has uh, Kabaguchi under his control. And she is able to, I guess, use that and then, like, kind of communicate between Arista to Reiji's crystal saying, hey, uh, he's controlling him just like me with the Embody glasses. And that's when they kind of realize, oh, we just got to, I guess, do the same thing we were doing before, but now we know why. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a new type kind of deal. The closest we're going to get to new types right now. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's the thing, because every show has the equivalent of not necessarily new types, but like new type abilities. And I guess, yeah, this kind of Arista crystal communication is all we really get of that. Because I don't even know if we've ever heard the new type flash in this show. I There's haven't like, heard my silly little uh, whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah, the closest we ever get is like very early on. Uh, uh, Raul wonders if like Reiji is a new type and like that's it. Yeah. It's kind of a joke. <laughs> that's just Raul being silly. Raul's just reminiscing of the first time he watched 0079. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> watched it. He lived it. <laughs> uh, uh, say wants to stop the battle and save Yuki, but Reiji's like, oh, we can save him by winning. And I thought they used RG right now. They don't. It just, the star build kind of turns back on somehow, and it's fine. Um, they, they like, try and interfere with the Embody, and I guess, like, the power output they're they're putting out is kind of like starting to interfere with uh, Kawaguchi. Uh, so he he goes Transam in the dark matter. Um, Baker changes the field to like outer space once more. Alan is able to like dive off the couch and like knock the little controller that Nine is holding to like stop controlling Kawaguchi for a second. And um, Yuki sends out his dark matter booster, which is just like the little GN drive plugs into his backpack and it turns into like an evil looking bird almost. Mm-hmm. And the funniest thing is, since the reactor has to be plugged into it, the um, the dark matter is just kind of like standing, facing away from the battlefield that this entire fight, like while they fight the backpack. He's just like chilling in the corner, angry because mom wouldn't let him play Xbox. <laughs> no talk me, Angie. <laughs> um, but they eventually, um, they they're like able to use the discharge system to like fire a beam into the magnifying beam and. It, Big, bigger beam, bigger beam, and it eventually, like, they throw the sword that was lodged in the chest of the star yeah. bird through the gates, which just makes the sword go faster and faster, and it just, like, <laughs> obliterates the bird. It's so silly. It's, it's it, he, he, like, smashes off, uh, yeah, like, he destroys the thing, and then he does, uh, uh, the really good system, and, yeah. uh, punches him so hard that, uh, the evil armor comes off. It's it, it like it plays the original opening when he does this, and yeah, it it's just look. You, you under, dark matter is in transam mode using beam sabers, but I'm always gonna side with the people who are trying to punch the sword. Like it's uh-huh. not it's it's simple math. Mm-hmm. The punching always wins. Punching is just cooler. Oh. <laughs> swords beat uh, guns. What punching beats swords? It's just it, it's rock paper scissors. Yeah. At one point, like, in the earlier part of the battle, when the star bill was getting destroyed, its arm, they had to, like, tear their arm off to escape. And Say sees the arm, and that's when he, like, flies over and reattaches it and, like, does the double the double build knuckle. Oh, um, I just realized this is almost kind of like a callback to the dream spot in the first episode, like, very beginning, when, like, the arm just oh, pops out. Yeah. Oh! Oh, shit. We've come full circle. Complete with it just being the polycap joint. 
showing. If if you see an arm pop out in the first act, it should always be reattached by the third. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Chekhov's arm. Uh, I also really liked it. This is probably... I don't even think this is like... I don't know if this is intentional detail or not. I think it might have been. But when they were doing their final like sort of struggle, uh, beams versus fists, uh, the reactor of the dark matter, it's just going to overdrive. And the color of all the particles it emits, it looks exactly the same as the end of Char's counterattack when the uh, psycho frames resonate with each other. It's like this like blue, green, yellow, soupy kind of look to it. Oh, I could totally see that. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, because again, powerful will struggling and stuff happens. I wished ah oh, it'd be cool if Beyond the Time played. It doesn't, but they they like they completely shatter just I guess the outer shell of the dark matter and it's just the regular amazing Exia underneath somehow. Uh but Yuki's glasses also get destroyed and like both Gundams slump over and the camera it, it's kind of like a low shot from behind the amazing Exia as the star build like slowly stands up and strikes a pose and Sei and Reiji have become the seventh Gunpla fight world champions. Yeah. Yay, they the boys did it. I knew I believed in them the entire time. And now the series can end with them with the trophy. And nothing's gonna happen for the rest of and the episode. No, and no, thank you thank you for tuning into the podcast. Good night. <laughs> uh I really like when Rambaral says Say is the best builder in the world and Reiji is the best fighter in the world. Yeah. It's 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 so good. Uh they run over to check on Yuki, who just apologizes and say is like, Hey, we can battle again and again and again. It's fine, like you're good, man. Uh, and they they like both look up to see Mashita in like his you know in the in the box up there. Uh, and he just like freaks the hell out, and his Arista starts glowing really really brightly, and Hydalin starts glowing really really brightly, and like Plavsky particles fill the air. They're not the blue they normally are. They're this they're this yellow color because it's kind of being overloaded, and the whole sort of arena gets taken up into this cloud of particles and. A boa coup from the end of Gundam 0079 appears and bursts through the top of the stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, Sebastian, uh, Caroline's, like, uh, manservant shows up to save her. And Nils... That's right, he, like, bursts through the wall. I forgot about that. That bit was good. Uh, it's silly. And that's, and that's gonna take us to the final episode of Gundam Build Fighters. <laughs> Promise. As the Arista goes out of control, Nils explains that they need to enter the newly formed Aboaku Fortress and destroy the crystal inside there. Everyone sets their gunpla, including Isla's Miss Sazabi and Mao's Crossbone Mao, and they make their way to the fortress. It sends out an army of knockoff gunpla called Mox that Mashida was planning to release, and even Chinon and Rawl join the fight to show off their skills and let Sei and Reiji enter the fortress. Yuki and Takeshi fly in as well to cover the boys as they make their way to the core and finally destroy the crystal with the hyper-build Knuckle. Destroying the Arista sends Mashita back to Arion with Baker tagging along. As Reggie's Arista cracks, the boys use the last Plavsky particles on Earth to have one final true battle with Yuki, but their fight ends prematurely as Reggie's crystal fully cracks and he also ascends back to Arion, this time with Isla in tow. Uh, the boys promise to see each other again, and one year later, thanks to Nils and Caroline finding a way to s- synthesize Plavsky particles, Say fights by himself in the 8th Gunpla Tournament. It's, it shows good! Yeah! It's a good ending. A fun montage, fun final fight, fun kind of like final struggle final event mm-hmm. i liked it and last goodbyes no oh, so sad it's like it's sad but i feel like if they can make plavsky particles sane rage are gonna hang out again almost surely yeah like, it's sad but it's not like we're never gonna see you again it's like oh i guess i'll see you when i see you mm-hmm. you know bit bittersweet i guess is the term that has used 
Perhaps we will meet them in another series called Gundam Build Fighters Try. Who could possibly say? <laughs> uh... So it starts out the exact same way as before, where everything's kind of like cracking and breaking apart and the particles are filling the air. They're kind of crystallizing into like yellow, you know, like salt crystal looking things. Uh, Masha is just completely unable to control the Arista. Uh, and we see Heidelin like fully dissolve as a Boaku is finished forming as it like breaks through the ceiling of the uh, stadium. And like... Every single main character meets up underneath it like, hey, we got to do something here. Yeah, everyone is here. To Smash Bros. voice. Even Mashita and Baker are, like, grabbing onto Reiji's leg, like, please help us, we fucked up so bad. You gotta save us, Prince Reiji. You simply gotta. Gotta. Uh, he's a little <laughs> birthday tries. boy. Yeah, he's, like, dragging along Reiji's feet the entire time. <laughs> it's my birthday. Um... So, Nil says, since the crystal's gone in our world, we have to, like, go inside the fortress and destroy the core from within there, and we obviously can't do that ourselves, but we have these little plastic friends called Gundams that can do that instead. Um, so, they all they all dive in, they all they all get their Gundams in the, to fight. Uh, obviously, Star Build, uh, Reiji has, saves in the Build Mark II, or the Build Strike Mark II, uh, China is in her bear guy. Isla is in her new Miss Sazabi. Uh, Fellini's in the w- Fenice Rinascita. Uh, Kirara is in the Gerbera Tetra. Sengoku Stray is Nils. Uh, even Caroline goes in her Night Gundam. Uh, and they all fly out. And like Yuki can't do anything right yet because Exia is super fucked up from the fight. But like Alan runs in with the repair kit to work on it while everyone else dives in. I like Alan. He's very nice. Um, uh, and they start going towards uh, Abalco. Yeah. Uh, like, everyone goes and, like, uh, they are met with a massive army of AI-controlled knockoff Gunpla. Uh, they are- They're called mocks, and they're very silly. They're very silly, and I love that they all, like, take on a single physical characteristic of the Gundam they're copying. It's so funny. Like, it's- it's- and the only thing that changes is the head. Like, Mm -hmm. you see- you see the visor shape will change. So normally it's literally just like a red dot for the eye. Um, but you'll see some things like, oh, this one has uh, two sort of V-shaped eye vents that's like the Janice, I guess, uh, from X. They, you know, a lot of them have the Zaku Mono eye. Um, one of them has a turn A mustache, which is very funny to me. <laughs> yes. That's great. That's good. Uh, it's so choice. It's yeah. so silly. Like you can tell they had a lot of fun making this. Yeah, and Machita's really upset because this was supposed to be the big promo event after the uh, tournament was over. Yeah, like, I, I think one of them looking on is like, are these knockoff Gunpla? Yep. <laughs> it's very silly, but there's there's just so many of them. So we just get a really cool scene of, like, everyone individually fighting them. For some reason, Nils has just, like, a gigantic rocket hammer now. Uh-huh. Uh, but he does, and he, like, is able to hammer through, um, hammer through just a horde of them. And um, eventually, like, I think Caroline kind of is, like, surrounded by a bunch of them. And this gigantic energy beam rockets through and kills a ton of them. And the camera pans up. And we see the crossbone Mao. Yep, it's It's just obliterates half the field. Like, it's not enough that its chest is a cool skull and has, like, a mono eye in the skull. It, like, the, the head opens up. Like, you know, the jaw opens and it fires the beam. So you just have this, like, yawning skeleton just blasting. Oh, it's... It's sick as hell. I love it. It's 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 this Gurren Lagann basically. Um, 
And he like blasts a hole in a Boaku so Saiyan Reiji can fly in and Sheena and Isla go in with them. Um, and eventually there's more fighting outside the fortress. Like Nils saves Caroline from an attack and things aren't looking so great because there's just, the enemies don't stop coming. So it's time for the old men to do something cool. Yes. Oh, this part was so sick. I was practically cheering out loud when I saw this. Yeah, so we see Chinon, and he's in he's in a Master Gundam that has, like, a lot of... It's not the full gold when he does make Yoshisui, but, like, a lot of, like, chrome gold parts on the Master Gundam. Rambo Rawl shows up in the Goof R35, which is just... It's a Goof, but it has, like, two shields and two finger guns on either end. Um, and it's called the Goof R35 because... He are thirty five. That's yeah. how old he is. They're the goof troop. It's uh, the it, it's the goof in the master, and they do like this absolutely spectacular G Gundam tornado attack as Chinon like kicks through the tornado and makes the <laughs> makes the symbols for uh what is it Gunpla Shingyo School appear like rocketing downward through the cyclone. Mm-hmm. It is the sickest thing I've ever seen. Please stop playing for my grandpas. They are too powerful. <laughs> Uh, it's just, you, there's this beautiful shot of, very detailed shot of the Goof R35 and someone saying, that's the true strength of the blue giant as like little flickering flame, like embers pass by the head of it as it just stares off into space. It's so cool. I'm glad that the only time, like we see Rawl fight and he has like a crappy old Goof, but I'm glad that now he just has, he, he can do these insane, you know, like powerful attacks because he can just do that. He's allowed. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Rawl. Uh, uh, so, uh, there's some, uh, there's a big, like, beam shows up, uh, because as it turns out, uh, inside, uh, the, uh, big space station is a super laser, and they gotta go down the, uh, the barrel of the super laser to, like, defeat it, uh, great stuff. Gotta take Uh, the tunnels to find Andros, yes. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. They, they haven't had the escape sequence yet, so James McCloud hasn't shown up. But and, and this reminds me a little bit of the colony laser from Zeta Gundam. Uh, Isla and Sheena have to like shove Saiyan Reiji out of the way, so they get destroyed by it. And um, a, as they get in there, like a bunch of the mocks start flying in too. Uh, but then in rolls Tatsuyuki in the amazing Xia repair because it has the uh, it doesn't have the one arm and it has the cool cloak over it. Uh, and he says, "We'll hold him off." And Say says, "We." And then Takeshi Yori shows up in the perfect Gundam as well. Hell yeah. This is such a silly thing. Like, I forget that the perfect Gundam exists. It's... It is... Like, one of the first official kit bashes, too. Right, yeah. It's just, like, it's so many events, so just big... It's like like a super robot Gundam, basically. I like that you can use this in, um... Maxi boost and it does like it has the SD Gundam like kind of funny like expressive eyes on it even though it has the proportions of a regular Gundam. Yeah, it's cute. It's nice. I really like. And it. again, it makes sense that Takeshi's using this instead of just like the classic Grandpa. Cause it's you know years later. Yeah, I also it's like cool. how so the they're... perfect Gundam is like also like the counter to the perfect Xeon when it has all its armor and the legs. Right, which is it, it's ironic. It's called the perfect Xeon because I think it looks so much worse with the legs because the whole thing is like it just looks so alien without the legs then you give it legs i'm like oh wait no it's just a it's just a guy no i do like the perfect gundam from thunderbolt though that's just a zaku with gundam armor plates over it just in disguise so it's like you look at it and you're like wait a minute why does it have all that tubing on it and you realize 
That's not a Gundam at all. That's a Zaku. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Zaku. Oh, that kind of reminds <laughs> me of that one uh, SD Zaku. Or, it's a Gundam that has a Zaku head in the original SD series. Oh, kind of like when they did the Zeta Zaku in Double Zeta. When yeah. They, I think it actually was based on that, yeah. That's good. That's I that that they should do the opposite too and give the, the Zaku a Gundam head. Um so they they hold off uh Yuki and uh, Takeshi hold off the rest of the mocks so Sei and Reiji can go into the core and the core is just like blasting out so much energy they literally can't approach it. So Sei jettisons the uh build mark to his backpack and attaches onto Star Build so Reiji can like use the extra thrust to get in close and they once again, for the final time, use the RT system to do the hyper build knuckle, which just punches into the crystal, and then they do it again, and it completely shatters, and this is what Zodiac wanted, and Heidelin is now destroyed. Very sad. Oh. Uh, Get some so, notes in uh, chat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing answers right now. Uh, uh, so, uh, the, uh, the arena has, like, a big hole in the roof, and, like... Mm-hmm. Plavsky particles are are sort of sort of like uh, floating down upon the uh, surrounding area, yeah. uh, and uh, once you know it, Chairman Mashita is glowing because the whole thing just all, what all that just happened is sort of causing him to go back to Arion, yeah. and uh, uh, Isla or Ayla j- just uh, goes with him. She, like, B- grabs... Baker goes with him. Yeah, Baker. Sorry, I got the name. Like, at, it's just as he's about to be warped away, she like jumps and like wraps around his legs and boom, he's gone. And yep. say say sees this and he's like, Oh my god, wait, no, that means Rage's gonna be Rage's gonna leave. And like the music swells and Say turns around and Rage's just standing there completely fine. Wow. It's like, oh hey, what's up, man? How's it going? Yeah, uh uh they they like make a promise to uh Yuki to uh have one last final battle. Uh, and because both their gunpla are wrecked, and they gotta mm-hmm. do it right now, uh, they just, uh, kit-bash their gunpla into something recognizable. It's so funny. The Amazing Exia, it has, like, a bunch of comfort parts on it. And I think, like, Fellini gives them, gives the boys the arms of the Fenice, and Mao gives them, like, the, the bone guns of the crossbone Mao. And it's like a, it's a beautiful Sakura forest is the final battlefield. And Kirara runs and grabs a, a camera to film it and broadcast it. And, um, you know, a, like as they begin the fight, uh, say he's thanking Reiji for allowing him to fight in amazing battles, even though he can't, you know, he's not anything like his dad. He can't fight. And Reiji's like, the problem with you, it was that it wasn't that you didn't have skill. You just didn't have the resolve. You were too worried about damaging your kits and to say kind of like, he thinks on everyone, all of his friends who've, you know, gone on this journey with him. And the last, you know, he thinks about China, class rep most of all. And then Rady's like, hey, you want to fight? And he like just gives the controls to say. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a very nice moment. He's he's grown from being the worst at Gunpla to the best. He's uh, the world champion. And- uh, he, he, he ends up like charging Yuki, dodging his attacks. And right before he's able to come in and and swing his beam saber at him the guns the gundam stop everyone yeah. freezes and like the, the the battle turns off because the last bit of plasky particles on earth have been used up and this is when uh reiji finally starts to glow as like his crystal cracks away in his uh bracelet mm-hmm. and again it's a very it's bittersweet because reiji's just like he's not 
dwelling on it. He's like, oh, isn't Gundam Battle the greatest? Uh, and Say's like, let's do this every year and keep being a team. And Rady just says, I'm going to battle you when you get stronger. It's a promise. And, like, they go for one last high five. And, like, right before their hands meet, Reiji disappears. Um, and he wakes up on Arion in, like, the fucking... Uh, he's in the, the sunflower field for Mother 3. Yeah. And um, also Isla is here because she... She's just there. She brought his gunpla for him. Yeah. She kind of made a wish to, like, be with him. And now they're they're together in this magical isekai kingdom. Yay! Uh, uh, we get like a sort of credits montage of uh, everyone just sort of doing their thing. Uh, Sasami's getting better. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, there's the en- the end's doing better. Uh, uh, Kirara is performing on stage to thousands of cheering fans. Uh, Yuki is like uh, managing Gunpla sales. Uh, Mashita is selling the the mocks in yes. Uh, in fucking uh uh what's it in uh Arian uh uh Nils and Caroline uh develop new Plavsky particles in space. They, they, they're literally like aboard the International Space Station. It's so silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which and- is it's very weird that they didn't lead with that scene, considering like you you see Sasaki do a battle and like. It's clearly using Plavsky particles because because like the particles dissolve after the battle ends. So I'm like, how the fuck they do that? And then 30 seconds later, oh, it's because they they can make Plavsky particles now. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, and our last thing we get is uh, uh, say in a fun little tracksuit uh, uh, about to enter say, the pro- say Blanco. Yeah, say Blanco Nino uh, about to enter uh, the preliminaries for the next. The eighth uh, annual uh, Gunpla Battle World Championship. Ooh, he's using something called the Build Strike Cosmos that we don't really see. It's just like it's like unclear how it's different, but it is, mm-hmm. and it kind of like flies into space, uh, and it ends. Yeah, it's yeah. Hey, you know, good series. I liked it. Mm-hmm. It was a good ending. Good, good battle. Fun stuff. Um, actually, it looks like we actually do get to see the Build Strike Cosmos in Jim's counterattack. Cool. So that'll be fun. Yeah, I was going to say, does. I remember seeing the uh, Build Strike Galaxy. Oh, I guess it's, it's when it has like, all the wings and shit on it. Yeah, there's a gunpla kit yeah. of that. And it's like, hmm, I wonder okay. if I could get that sometime. Yeah. It's, it looks cool. I mean, I usually don't really care that much for um, like modern um, kits designed by uh, what's his face, Okawara, but it looks all right. Again, I mean, we've been seeing it the entire th- the entire time, so it's it's a very cool like take on um, it's a cool take on the Gundam, like th- being the core Gundam of the show, not the core Gundam because that's a different. Whatever, I'm talking in circles at this point. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, core Gundam's it's, it, not for a couple more series. Don't worry. Yeah, that that I oh I'm delighted by that tiny little guy though. It's very fun just like having oh he he can't do anything on his own, but then when you put armor oh it's the planets anyway. Uh, show is good. Next week will be Jim's counterattack. It'll be a shorter episode because we're just doing that ONA, but we'd be remiss if we didn't cover it because it would be weird for like that to be like one of the only animated bits of Gundam that like just isn't watched for the podcast. Um, the episode after that will be the final Build Fighters wrap-up. I will need to open the mailbag soon because we'll be doing that. We'll be doing tier lists as we canonically officially decide which is the best robot in the show, uh-huh. which will be very fun. <laughs> um 
I, I don't have anything prepared for a bit because, you know, we have four episodes. We had a lot to talk about this time. Yeah. Uh, so, wait. Okay. Whose turn is it for Robot of the Week? I went last time. You went last time. I believe it's yours. Oh, it's my return. My Robot of the Week. Mm-hmm. Huh. My Robot of the Week. I'm going to go with... Um, let me see if I remember this guy's name. It's one of the Digimon, because I've been watching the Adventure 02, or the Adventure, the 2020 Adventure series, the reboot of it. Mm-hmm. That's what, Gardromon. It's Gardromon, my friend. He's this really fun looking, like, he's almost like steampunk in a way. Like, he's like bronze and brass and a lot of tubes and... He's just a very funny looking like tank like humanoid Digimon. I like when they do the thing where it's just kind of like a black visor and you just see two like humanoid eyes poking out of it saying hello. Um, but he has these little um, these little missiles that come out of his wrist that look like the vehicroids from Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. Great. Uh, he's just he's just a nice little robot. I think he's one of the more sort of silly, delightfully designed robot Digimon out there. Doesn't have like terrifying flesh bits like Andromon does or anything like that. He's a nice little guy. And that's my robot of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now, as we begin to wrap up, let's start with you, Yuria. Where can we find you on the internet? I'm on Twitter at YurgalYuria, and I am on co-host at just Yuria. Uh, don't really have anything to announce. I've been rather busy getting back on, like, bureaucracy and finally back on to HRT. So I want to get back to writing that tabletop game I was talking about before. Hell so. yes. Hell yeah. How about you, Dan? Uh, I'm Dan. You can find me at a lot of places. You can find those places at uh, biggerchallenge.card.co. Uh, that includes uh, uh, my other podcasts, which include Pod of Greed, a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. Max is on it. We recorded our first episode on Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds, and that should be going up very soon. Uh, you can listen to The Sonic Shuffle, a Sonic podcast, uh, uh, that I do with Morgan Devon. Uh, I've uh, I've I've been a bit slow with the with getting around to editing stuff, but uh, do know that uh, you can look forward to some fun stuff about uh, Sat AM, about uh, the uh, what was it uh, uh, a uh, Sonic the Hedgehog choose your own adventure book that has stats in combat. Uh, uh, you. Uh, are we're going to do an episode later this week on uh more episodes of Super Mario Brothers Z because it's been a while since we did a fan. Oh, zone. I loved Super Mario Brothers Z as a kid so uh-huh. much. Uh, you can listen to uh oh, that's that's all the main ones. Um, oh, I was on an episode of Chance in the Making, a uh, oh, Pokemon, Pokemon ranking Monster. podcast. Uh, I don't think the episode is on the free feed yet, but uh, uh, we talked about uh, all the uh, we talked about a bunch of the Pokemon from the uh, newest generation, uh, the Gen Nine Pokemon. I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Bigger Challenge. Find me on co-host at Big Challenges. Uh, biggest start is my tum- art Tumblr. Uh, there's my fur affinity Big Challenges. Uh, and at Xbox underscore holiday, where Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. Uh, 
I'm very upset that I missed it, but uh, happy 20th annual Trog Day, Xbox. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. always next year. Well, it's there's not for the 20th. Uh, no, that's true. No. Uh, very sad. Yeah, that's it for me. If that And that's the case. Uh, I'm Max. You can go to Twitter at MaxiBajillion to follow me. I'm also on Tumblr at MaxiBajillion. This show... Well, no, why am I doing this out of order? I have other shows. Uh, Pod Agreed, as Dan mentioned. And also, Slappers Only, a video game music show on podcast. Stay tuned, because we are back, and we will be putting out our Final Fantasy XIV A Realm Reborn episode shortly. Um, just A Realm Reborn, because I haven't played any of the expansions yet. Uh, and I you probably won't be that. on those episodes. We'll have guests for those, because it's a lot of stuff to play through. Oh. Um, uh, I should resub soon, because 6.3 came out. I never finished mm-hmm. 6.2. Uh it was so funny. I asked my co-host Jordan. I was like, "Hey, do you want to record Slappers this weekend about talk about Final Fantasy?" And he goes, "No, I'm about to play Final Fantasy." <laughs> Can't record when you're playing it, I suppose. Um, this show is Wow Cool Robot. We are on Twitter at Wow Cool Podcast. Discord links are in the episode description and Twitter header. Come hang out with us. You can go to noisebase.xyz to find this and many, many more podcasts. There is a podcast network. Thank you, Matt, for running that. And finally. Gang, what do we always say to close? Buy our toys. Wow, cool robot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.